Hi, I'm Rohan Flood, and my grade is fifth. So at the beginning of the year, fifth grade went to Pali, and we had a lot of classes like archery.、Um, I guess the main one that I'm going to be talking about is stargazing. And this is where at night, what we did is we went outside and we saw stars. So Pali is kind of in a wilderness area of California, where you can see a lot more stars because there's less light pollution. And when we saw a lot of those stars, it was really cool to see that you were seeing things that other people around the world also saw. So, like the stars were the same, the stars were the same no matter where you are, were around the world. And we also learned a lot of names of the different star combinations. And it was really cool to see what other people thought of them, like thousands of years ago, and their imagination by seeing like a few stars in the shape of a house and connecting it to be a house. And it was really interesting to see that. I think there was like something that was like Scorpio, and it looked like a scorpion. It was really realistic, because it really felt crazy to see things that like people have been seeing for thousands of years and see what they thought of them. From New Roads School in Santa Monica, California, this is Village Voices. Intergenerational conversations that cultivate an expanding curiosity about the world and its people. This is episode nine: school experiences that matter. Yeah, let me take my jacket off. I feel like it's noisy. Uh, my name is Asia, and I teach kindergarten.、Um, a classroom experience that I feel matters is the weekly Friday tea that we have during our connections period. I selfishly started having tea in a classroom, a kindergarten classroom, years ago.、Um, I just wanted to have tea with my kids. I love unstructured moments of getting to know one another and just those spontaneous things that kindergartners say. Um, and so I thought, why don't I build this into my week? So I started doing it and realized that it was really valuable for community building.、Um, we start the year by learning about the history of tea, the, the legend of the first cup of tea, like five thousand years ago in China. And we see where China is on the map, and we learn that tea is the second most popular drink in the world. And so I feel like that's the first little step that we take into. Realizing that we're part of a global community, and it's become something really beautiful. I think that every kid really looks forward to it every week.、Um, we have a, a host every Friday. They'll bring a little refreshment, and we'll pour tea, and they'll help set up. And we put out tablecloths, and we put flowers on the tables, and they invite their friends to tea, and we have. A discussion prompt that we try to focus on during the time. So outside of practicing table manners and conversational skills, I think it's also taking care of one another is really exciting for them, and、uh, learning to take turns and volley a conversation back and forth. And it's really nice to meet without any real expectation or agenda.、Um, there are so many. Things to check off throughout the day and to accomplish, and so I've found that 
not having any real expectation for anything to accomplish during that time lends itself to really beautiful connection. Well, with kindergarten, the prompt <laughs> is usually stuck to for about three minutes, um, but you tend to learn really interesting things about family beliefs. Um, recently, a kid started talking about his family, and he said that his grandmother, she's not dead, but she's in the stars. And so that started, that w- had nothing to do with the prompt. I don't know what the prompt was that day. Um, and he's like, she's not dead. She's still alive, but she's she's in the stars now. And so the children started talking about like, well, how could she be a star? And he's like, that's what happens when she's not here anymore. She becomes a star. And other kids are like, well, you know, in Egypt, they became mummies. <laughs> and it's you just get to know what they know and what they believe. And, and they disagree at first. They're like, well, you can be a mummy, but I'm going to be a star. <laughs> And it sounds so cute, but it's also really cool to hear them accept one another's like different stances on things and different perspectives. It's very, very comforting to be around girls that look like me, experience the same thing as me, and have the same motive as me, which is um, we all, especially at New Roads, we all want to have a bright future, and we just want to... Um, give ourselves a better perception in our society. Hello, my name is Takara Dio. I am in the 10th grade. My mother is Japanese and my father is African American. And I am part of ASU, which is Asian Student Union, and BSU, which is Black Student Union. I also attend BGU, which is Black Girls Unite, which is kind of an extension of Black Student Union. So for me, it's a bit difficult at times because I'm very cultured in both areas. I grew up in Japan and I also had a lot of life in America as well. So I strongly identify as both. And you know, sometimes it's hard for people to see that. Like when I attend ASU, I'm the only, I'm pretty sure I'm the only person that's mixed with African American. So people tend to see me as just like a black girl, but in reality, I speak Japanese. I am very, you know, cultured and all that. Um, But I really love my Japanese side and um, the best I can do is represent and educate people. For BSU, well, clearly in America, um, I am seen as a black woman. So I definitely have to represent that side of myself and I have to advocate for myself. Um, You know, both Asian culture and black culture and those people get tend to look down upon in our society. But I try to especially um, advocate on black equality and equity because I am mostly seen as a black woman. I am also part of BGU, which is just us women because we have a different type of, we have a very strong negative stereotype and it's a lot to just take in and experience. BSU is more of a place where I 
connect with people and we come up with projects and conversations that help lift each other up. BGU is more of a space that I just can go to to feel comfortable and with my people. Uh, hello, my name is David Bryan, and uh, some people may know that name or my face, and some people may not, but um, I'm a teacher. I've been a teacher for a million years. Um, this gray hair does not come easily. Uh, but And um, I've taught at various levels from never elementary school. It's too scary. But middle school, high school, college, graduate school. And um, and I am also the co-founder and the, the founding head of school at New Road School. I was just talking to a friend, actually a roommate from college, um, this morning. Somebody I hadn't, I hadn't really connected with since we graduated just about. Um, and he became a teacher and we were just talking about how some of the most interesting and most exciting experiences of my life have been in classrooms, both as a student and, and as a teacher, you know, the, the ideas sparking or you sort of see somebody's eyes like, wait a second, they didn't, they realized that it's just, or, and, and, you know, and especially the ones where, where the students stop talking to you and start talking to each other about, about the conversations that we're having. And, you know, it's just, I love that. I mean, I just love it. So, but, uh, but the one that came to my mind is something I thought was new roads appropriate was um, there was a particular class. So everybody's gone to graduation or seen graduation or pictures of graduation from the high school over the years. And, and unlike numerous places, you know, caps and gowns are not the boys are wearing black and the girls are wearing white or vice, you know, the school colors or something like that. But uh, instead, they're multicolored. And um, that actually grew out of a classroom experience. So I was, it was, it was our first graduating class. They were about 12 or 13 seniors. And I was teaching senior mysteries that year. And, um, and we were in the classroom and I said, Hey, well, it's a perfect time to talk about it. It was getting towards the end of the year. Graduation was coming our first graduation. And I said, look, you guys, you know, you can, you can set the tone here. So, so what do you want? You want it to be formal? You want it to be informal? You want it to be chatty? Like, what do you want? You want it to be funny? What do you want? And uh, they all decided, well, you know, it's got to be, it's got to be formal. We, we really do want formal, you know, like we have to sort of demonstrate that we're a real school. And then, so, okay, caps and gowns, caps and gowns, great. Okay. Okay. Well, what color? I asked. And then, you know, the fur started to fly. And <laughs> I swear to God, class went over and I could do that because it's the head of the school. What are they going to do? Fire, you know, fire me? <laughs> um, so, so they were fighting about it for like, no, it's got to be black and blue. All the girls wear this and the boys wear that. Or then we said, no, that's a terrible color. What about the school colors? I hate the school colors. I mean, it just went on and on and on to the point where it was frustrating. It was it was it was angering people were really you know getting upset and 
we were making no progress. And all of a sudden, it dawned on me. And I said aloud, well, why do you have to all wear the same color? You're not the same color. And it was like a moment where everybody saw, oh boy, this is going to be really good. And that was the beginning of, you know, the, 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 the chicklets, the skittles of, of New Rose graduations. And, uh, and I loved it both because it ended up the way it did, but also because it was a great reminder of, uh, as a teacher, that, you know, frustration is, is part of it. You know, not everything, not everybody or everything catches on instantly, right? I mean, the answers are not always apparent. But when, oh boy, when it, it came, it came as a, as a great glimmer of insight to everybody there. It was like, yeah. So these are just some of the notes I took and some different designs and some Holy ideas. Cow. Um, yeah, basically just kind of figuring out where different things would go and so um, some are almost like schematic and some are more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like getting some like design ideas down, and then some more you know complex stuff. This is actually the running blade sole, um, and that would be an additional thing that I'm designing right now. Just wow. trying to. Um, you know, add shredding and some, uh, some support. My name is Sai Arado-Rolovsky and I'm a senior, uh, at New Roads High School. Yeah. So an independent study project or ISP is an independent study project. And it's an opportunity that the school gives students to basically go into an area that they want to study more, uh, that is not offered as a class here and you can get academic credit for it. I did an ISP my 10th grade year on the anatomy of the muscular system, and I'm working on one currently on sports prosthesis, uh, biomechanics design, and accessibility. I'm creating a blow-the-knee prosthetic. Um, the idea is that, I mean, part of me wants to create something new, obviously, but it's such a complicated thing that a lot of it is just studying how it's made and how it's done. So it's, I, I would, to be completely honest, it's probably more of a replication um, and trying to understand how these different companies go about creating these carbon fiber blades. Um, and so, and sockets as well, and the connecting pieces and all that. So my idea was I want to narrow down on a specific type of prosthetic limb well, I could start by saying that I've been interested in sports medicine for years. Um, and I'm also very interested in art and science. So just as specific things. So sports, art, science as my three. Um, and so the anatomy of the muscular system, my idea was to get a good understanding of the human body, specifically in athletics and how it performs, biomechanics, all that. Um and the idea was that I would study muscular hypertrophy and see how muscles grow and atrophy, how muscles like start to break down. 
um, and the science behind that so that I could move to my next ISP, which is this year, and be more specific on what I want to uh, learn and start to include art and design and a uh, uh, little bit more like biomechanics specifically. Your mentor you meet with once a week. And I think it's really important who you choose because you want someone who can really help you. This year I have Jeff, who's the physics teacher. And a lot of what I'm doing involves a lot of physics. And sometimes, you know, I'm running an experiment. Um, for example, I was running an experiment to see how much load a carbon fiber blade could take. Um, specifically with like someone who's 180 pounds, which is my weight. Um, and I just want to see like how it would withstand um, different loads at different speeds. Because um, that was important for creating a blade that would work... Um, for a 100 uh, meter race, which is what I was, which is what I'm doing uh, for my project. And um, I was stuck in a lot of experiments because it's really complicated stuff. And I go to him and he'll just like help me run an experiment and tell me what I'm missing and what I need to do better. As the year progresses, that familiarity, the doing it over and over again, students will see themselves going from very short sentences, very simple, basic, maybe even skewing on the side of summary, to having more deep thoughts, having more um, uh, moments where like, I'm really proud of this, like I really got it. Hello, my name is Jessica Fishbein. I teach 8th grade English at New Roads Middle School. I am the English department chair. Teaching writing, it's the long game. You're playing the long game. Um, just because we speak English or read English, we think that automatically we can translate that into writing. Um, and the problem often is that whilst we can get words on a page, um, often we're just like spewing out whatever's in our brain. And that's fine for journaling or a diary or something to that effect. But when you actually are creating content for an end user, there are a lot of other things that have to come into play. So teaching writing, using some analogies like that, help young writers recognize. I mean, they're, they're, they create content all the time. So when I give them an explanation where... Um, you know, you're, you have to think about the reader. Are they going to understand all of the things that are going on in your mind? Um, so again, the long game of that is it starts off the beginning of the year, kind of a jumbly mess. Um, I'm just getting the job done, they may think. Just that's it. I, I did the task. Um, but then as you continue and you start getting involved in your own um, creativity or your process of writing, of explaining, of digging into your own thoughts about a piece of text in particular, um, then it becomes like an and or an or makes a huge difference. And, and hopefully by the end of like an eighth grade year, say, more students have come along to the idea that 
Um, it's not just about me. It's not just about me getting something on paper or doing the assignment or whatever. It's also creating something that I am proud to put my name on. Um, I tell students, if your paper falls in the middle of the hallway and anybody picks it up, they should be able to follow your argument in an organized manner. So again, that idea of the, the end user is probably one of the strongest through lines that I keep mentioning. But it is a long game. Hi, I'm Becca and I'm in fifth grade. Um, in Odyssey of the Mind, there are um, a, it's split into two sections, the long-term problem and then the short-term problems. Um, you are given five choices, I think, for the long-term problems, and there are um, f three divisions um, based on what your age is and what your grade is. My team chose the um, problem three, I believe, uh, classics. Um, it's called Opening Night Antics. And basically, it's like where you um, uh, have like a play inside of a play. So basically, the play has to have a um, theater critic, and then the play has to like go wrong. Um, and there has to be, uh, yeah, like a set mom function, an antic, and yeah. But in the end, um, the theater critic has to rate the um, uh, play five stars, and it was a success. And that's the problem three. Yeah, it requires a lot of creativity, and it can just be really fun. Hard at sometimes, especially the spontaneous problems, uh, which is where you have to, like, um, uh, which is where you're, like, given a task or something. Uh, in, like, 10 minutes when you're at the competition, or, like, you have, like, three, let's say three minutes to discuss and five minutes to do. Before I get to the credits, I want to say that if you like this episode and want to hear more, stick around because after the credits, I've got a bonus story from 10th grader Takara Deal and another bonus story from our first head of school, David Bryan. Today's episode featured Rohan Flood, Asia Colton, Takara Deal, David Bryan, Sai Arado Orlovsky, Jessica Fishbein, and Beckett Zinn. Music by former New Roads student Isaiah Brody and New Roads teacher Ruben Ramos. Production by me, Dan Carney. I'm also the 8th grade history teacher here at New Roads. Be sure to check us out next time for more Voices from the Village. So I'm also part of Dance Company, which is a class that specializes in contemporary and hip-hop, and we explore many other movements and cultural movements. Um, dance Company is very important to me because I love dance. I've been dancing since I was, like, three, and performance has always been um something special to me because I'm just a very like hype person and I'm always like singing I'm always dancing and all that jazz I mean I'm not a good singer but you know I sing um but yeah dance is very important to me and to have a dance company like a dance group 
at New Roads is very fun because it's um, one of my electives. So every Thursday, which is today, I wake up and I'm like, oh, I have dance company. I get to dance and be with people that love dancing. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, dancing is just, I love it so much. <laughs> I would sit in a class as a student. Uh, because you know that experience is super important as well. We, you know, and one of the, for me, I mean, after the first day, it was like, you, you know, you go through. I would actually do one day a year where I would do, you know, I would pick a grade and I would become a student in that grade and just go through, go through classes. It was exhausting. It was like no wonder they didn't want to do homework. No wonder. Like it was like, oh my god, how do they get through the day? I mean, to your mind is like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm struggling to hold on to the math that I just learned and it was brand new. And now I just walked into English class and it's something else. And then now I'm going to go to history class. I was like, so it was a really great experience. Plus the experience of being a, a student in a one, in one class all year long or all semester long. That was wonderful too, because you know, I try to pick a class that I didn't know much about. And, you know, you have to sort of get the teacher to relax. I'm not really here for that and all that. But, uh, you know, it was it was lovely sometimes to be a beginner again. You know, or to do something that this is not really my thing, whether it was an art class or a music class or whatever. This is not this is not my wheelhouse. And to to feel what it feels like to be a beginner at something was uh, was t pretty terrific. Also, insights both into teaching and and students being a student. 